Welcome, welcome. I'm super excited to jump into this with you guys today. I'm gonna to tell you a little bit about um, the nine lies that I really believe to be true that held me back in my fitness journey. And understanding the lies for what they are is truly what created breakthrough and victory for me in my fitness journey 20 years ago. And I know having been a coach now for over a decade that so many of the amazing, strong, ambitious Christian women that I've had the honor to come alongside of believe these lies also until we started working together. And so I want to hopefully help you create some breakthrough today just by exposing the, it's not even just, it's a huge thing to be able to expose these lies because you can't do better until you know better. And these lies, if not, you know, I was gonna say if not one, there's at least one, probably close to all nine that you might be believing to be true and you just have held them for so long that they're as true to you as the sky is blue. And so when you understand and you know better, then that creates the breakthrough for you to step into even greater sense of, per, um, what was I gonna say, personal power, embodiment of taking your power back. Fair enough? I, I always wanna hear from you. Um, if you stay to the very end, I'm gonna invite you into uh, the break, Kingdom Fit Breakthrough Call to be able to help you define what is that next step. Now that you know the lies that I'm gonna share with you today, that's the first step. What is the next best step for you as a unique individual woman to be able to step into the fullness of the fitness, the health, the well-being that you have, whether that's weight loss or changing the way the weight looks or learning how to turn to God instead of going to food. So. Stay to the very end. I'm gonna invite you to join me on one of those calls. For now, we're gonna jump right in and I'm gonna rapid fire because I wanna keep this tight and on point for you guys today. One of the things that um, I absolutely love is how Priscilla Schreier frames her expression, if I were the enemy. Because this is something that God placed on my heart a couple years back, right? For those of you that don't know, I'm Coach Rebecca Tapper. My original transformation story, story started 20 years ago. Fast forward, I was so transformed in so many ways beyond the scale. Truly, I'm telling you, sister, the scale result, it's fine if you want to rock and body. There, there's no shame in that. If you want to, of course, you want to feel better in your body. I am just going to impress upon you that it is so much more powerful than just the body. Like the body becomes the side effect for breakthrough in every aspect of life. I truly believe I've lived it, I've learned firsthand, I've watched it take place in the lives of my clients for over a decade now, that when we focus on our health and well-being, it is the tide that elevates all ships, the tide that rises all ships. And so I believe God really has brought this front of mind for me, especially like dialed in this message for me over the last couple of years, that one of the biggest schemes of the enemy is to tell us these lies, right? The enemy for me 
is either the enemy itself as written in God's word in the Bible and or our own stinking thinking or certain aspects of society. And the enemies used both of the other two to amplify and keep us hindered. You're strong, you're powerful, you're a way maker, you are the person that everyone else comes to because that's the kind of women that I vibe with and that I tend to attract and I love y'all, right? So I know who you are and you know who you are. And yet imagine how much more is available for you when your health and your well-being is dialed in. When you feel like really I was going to say radically strong from the inside out. Those might not be the best words, but the truth of embodying that feeling of authentic confidence, of the uh, feeling comfortable in your body, beyond comfortable, feeling energetic to where you walk into a room and from a position of just humbled confidence, it creates this energy that people know, yes, you're set apart because of Jesus, but also you've done your part. You are the embodiment of health. You are the reflection of the abundance that his word says is for us in all things. Our health, our well-being, the way you feel about your body, the way you move in your body isn't excluded from that category. It is in all things that we are called to live in abundance and to experience abundance and to um, receive in abundance and then give from a position of overflow, not giving from a position of everybody else first. That kind of leads me to the first um, first point uh, in that when, if I were to frame it in Priscilla Schreier's words, if I were the enemy, that's the phrase that she uses, if I were the enemy, right? So if I were the enemy from a health and fitness view, I would tell you that self-care is selfish because I know as the enemy, that you are only able to give your best when you are at your best. And I know you've heard that saying a thousand times, but sister, are you living it out? Are you practicing it? Are you practicing self-care in giving yourself some time and some attention and some space so that you can pour into yourself so that you can then pour out to others from a position of overflow versus you trying to pull from the bottom of the cup, right? That's lie number one, is that self-care is selfish. Number two is normalizing that normalizing carrying extra weight and feeling uncomfortable in your body, especially in the United States where over 70% of the population is overweight. And if you don't know my story, I have struggled too. So I am able to speak from a position of experiential knowledge and empathy. One of the things that people get wrong about me is that I've always been fit or that it's easy for me. It's always been easy for me or even that it's easy now. I'm not going to go into that right now, but I'm going to ask you to trust me. It wasn't then. It's not now, but I've built the skills and the habits that I now get to teach forward so that I do. Yes, I created this body that I never expected and I have sustained a variation of it without too many huge shifts except for the last, you know, what I was going to say in the, my 40s, um, over 40s, there was a little bit more of a shift with hormone changes and lifestyle and, and all that kind of stuff, but still within that, that range, right, for, t- for two decades. Fair enough? And you can too. 
what we need to understand is this these lies and the second one being that normalizing that it's okay to feel uncomfortable in your body all the time and that it is no big deal is a straight up lie it is a big deal it's a big deal because if you slow down enough and get real with yourself and think about what is it costing you to feel uncomfortable in your own body for me when i was uncomfortable in my body i know that as a great of a mom as i thought i was at the time I was also hiding and not showing up in pictures. I would volunteer to take pictures. As a result, I don't have before pictures. I have one picture from after I lost 30 pounds. I don't have a lot of pictures of me and my son when he was little because I wasn't comfortable being in the picture. I would show up and get things done, but I also knew we weren't necessarily enjoying all the pool parties or the activities. I know that if you were to transfer that now, as I have seen through the lives of my clients being an entrepreneur for 13 years and in that space, for you it might look like in this season, not showing up live on camera as often as you really want to be. Because you know the more you show up, the more you get your message out there, the more you glorify God, the more people are helped. And the natural result, I think it is uh, John Maxwell says, the more people you help, or no, it's not John Maxwell, I just drew a blank. Anyway, you know, the more people you serve, the greater you receive. It's all about serving others. But if you're hiding because you're uncomfortable in your body, then you're not showing up to the greatest of your potential. You're getting it done. You're already creating success. But how much more would be possible if you felt amazing? What else would you be doing? And what is it costing you? And this is the powerful question I ask women to get real about, is what is it costing you to feel uncomfortable? I really invite you to journal that out. Not from a place of condemnation, but a, a place for slowing down long enough to get real with yourself so that you stand for yourself and for the others that are impacted now and how much better their experience with you or their interaction or the women that you're meant to help are missing out on you because you aren't showing up as much as you want to because you don't feel comfortable. All right, that's lie number two. I gotta rapid fire through these. Um, healthy at any weight. Somebody messaged me the other day and I lovingly said, are you open to some, something that's a little hard to to might be a little hard to hear. And again, I am a truth-telling coach. And so if that rubs you the wrong way, then I'm definitely not the right person for you. I know firsthand that the greatest defining moments for me, short of the God moments, is when he's used other people to speak truth into my life that I might not have wanted to hear at the time, but at the same time, it was the truth that allowed me to see what I needed to see to get to the next breakthrough. And healthy at any weight is a stigma, especially in the United States, that is so incredibly, even statistically wrong. And yet we are so afraid of speaking truth that we want to placate or mask as if you can be overweight and be healthy at the same time. You may not have any major uh, factors yet, but to the extent in which you are carrying extra weight is to the extent in which you've increased your risk for disease. Everything from 
break, uh, you know, challenging your immune system and being more susceptible to common colds and the virus that we've been dealing with for this last several years, the severity of the virus that we've been dealing with for the last several years, type two diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. There is all kinds of costs associated with, to the extent in which you're overweight. You can also be unhealthy and be, and look really skinny. However, one of the biggest health risk factors in the United States is being overweight. Uh, the third lie, you can't get the body you desire because insert any reason, right? I've heard it over the years. My whole family has been overweight and so I'm always going to be overweight. For me, I have PCOS, so statistically I should be overweight. Do I have uh, maybe more challenges than some other people? Do I need to be more um, educated on what's going to work best for my body? Yes, but clearly it's still possible. Fair enough? My kids are picky eaters. Woo! Don't get me started on this. Let me just say that you get to lead your kids and you can lead them to healthy choices and still be picky eaters. And also, you can lead them to health or you can lead them on the journey of discomfort that you yourself might have experienced. For me personally, to be super transparent, I did not struggle with weight my entire life. My weight challenges happened as a result of turning to food as a reactive response um, while initially while I was pregnant with my son. I'm only five, one and a half, and I gained over 65 pounds. He was only eight pounds something four weeks early. I, he was not the problem. The problem was that I had created this poor association with food. And as a result of that, the weight didn't just come off when I had him because I still had the habits that caused the weight gain in the first place. Make sense? And so I want to be really clear. I've worked with so many women that have struggled their entire life. And I want to tell you, even then, it does not matter how long you've struggled. It does not matter if your entire family is overweight. You didn't inherit the being overweight. 9.9 .9 times out of 10, you inherited the habits that associated with being overweight, the, the beliefs and the thoughts that associated with being overweight. I went back to that one and we were on the kids are picky eaters. But the picky eaters, like you decide what their legacy is going to be. That's how it came up. Um, that I don't have time. When, when something moves from a that would be nice to a must, you suddenly create time. How many times have you decided that, or take getting sick as an example, which are far more likely to get sick and have episodes of getting sick. One of the things that people don't realize is the actually that's coming up is how much being unhealthy is actually impacting just your day-to-day -day functionality, even when you're not aware of it, because you've normalized that feeling, right? But when you get sick, you suddenly have time because you don't have a choice. How many of us had a bout of the virus, right? I actually did too. Thankfully, mine was very, very mild um, and worked through quickly. But you still have to be confined for 10 days or whatever it was back then when I originally got it, right? So you have to make time for it. When something moves from that would be nice or I want to to I must do this, then it becomes something that you create time for. And if you need help trying to figure out how to create a, I, how to turn your want into a I must do this desire, then schedule the Kingdom Fit Breakthrough 
call and we'll talk through that. And I'll show you how I do that with our, with our clients, how I help them do it for themselves. Um, the fifth lie is I'll focus on my fitness when things slow down. Not likely. It's kind of like you hear the story about tithing. If you aren't a good steward of a little, when you have a little, you're not going to be a great steward when you have a lot. And so yes, seasons come and go. However, you are going to, and so you might get started in a less busy season, but if you have the mentality of, I will do it when things slow down, then you will have the mentality of, I can't do it now because things are too busy, even if you've already started. Make sense? So instead, adopt the understanding that I get to, like being busy, the holiday season is the best time to figure it out. It becomes the reason because you help reduce your stress, help reduce your anxiety. You start the year feeling empowered. You get to learn how to, well, if you're in one of my programs, you get to learn how to navigate the holidays, enjoy your favorite foods, and not feel, like I was talking to my clients about this, not feel like the stuffed turkey, right? I'm so proud, shameless plug, for all of my amazing clients. I got so many messages saying, I was so mindful, I enjoyed a little bit of everything, or I enjoyed this, my you know favorite whatever, but I did so in moderation and mindfulness, and I didn't feel like the stuffed turkey, I didn't feel like I had to unbutton my pants after every meal. Like you get to figure out how to do that too, because I can teach you, but that's not what this is about. Um, number six, using, a food, using food as a reaction to emotion is normal, and that it doesn't impact your personal relationship with God. And I want to tell you, I believed this lie until just, I still believed this lie until maybe six or seven years ago. So well into my fitness journey, well into being super fit, I was still struggling with emotional eating. My episodes were further fewer between, but I didn't understand the impact it was playing on my personal relationship with God. I didn't understand how it was hindering my ability to fully access the abundance, because I had already, and this is probably you too, give me a uh, track and in the comments if this is relatable. You've already achieved amazing success. I won't go, I like, just quick recap, not to impress you, but impress upon you. I, I'm telling you, I had already built a brick and mortar, taken a brick and mortar, left corporate America, taken a brick and mortar fitness business from a park to multiple locations, helping thousands of people, amazing team, which of course then results in multiple six-figure business and like speaking on stages and in all of these things, creating a fitness app. And yet I had a break, another breakthrough moment with God where I finally realized as I was getting ready to turn to food once again as a reaction to emotion, and I called out to him once again, and I was finally ready to hear it along with everything he had already been teaching me. And I heard him say clear as day, this is the thing that is stop standing between you and the fullest potential that I have gifted to you. The fullest extent of your purpose and your impact is hindered because of you turning to food instead of coming to me in those moments. And so I can tell you that in that moment, that is where that next iteration of shift. I tell my clients all the time, and I'll tell you too, that health and fitness is not a six-week program. It's not a six-month program. It's not a 12-month program. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon journey. And just like everything else associated with our faith, 
You get to continue to be the active participant, the willing vessel to show up, do the work, and continue to evolve in the journey. Fair enough? But the number six lie is thinking that turning to food over God is no big deal. Turning to food when you're feeling emotional, angry, lonely, tired, stress is not a big deal. It is a big deal. It is missed opportunities. It's not only not good for your physical health, it's missed opportunities for you to be in connection and in relationship with God, the one source that could truly comfort whatever it is that you're feeling stressed or anxious about. Fair enough? The eighth lie is that you just need to try harder or be more disciplined. Maybe, or maybe you get to test a different way. Maybe you've been working incredibly hard, like most of the women that I know have worked incredibly hard at the things they've tried in the past. And they will tell you they've tried everything and feel like nothing works. And so why would you work harder at doing the same things and expecting a different result? So if you want to learn a different way, then you learn how to integrate simple nutrition protocols that allow you to adapt a lifestyle way of eating so that you don't feel like you're giving up your favorite foods and you don't feel like you have to spend hours at a gym that you don't have time for. I am getting kicked out of, hold on. I think we're still connected there. Oh Lord, hold on people. I don't know what's going on. We're live in two spots and we'll just roll with it. We will not be distracted by that. (laughs) And we will give everybody on Instagram the replay. All right. So uh, you don't need to try harder. You need to look for what something you need to look for what is going to work for you. Does that make sense? So number eight lie is thinking that you need to be more disciplined or try harder. Chances are you get to find a better way. Chances are, because I know a little something about the women that come in my world, you already work incredibly hard, but you get to learn how to work hard on the right things and stop working harder on the things that aren't working for you or with you. Number nine, last but not least, is that you should be able to do it on your own. Sister, if you could, you would. It would already be done. So stop shoulding all over yourself. Don't finish this year or start next year repeating the same patterns because you're believing the lie that you should be able to do it on your own. You are amazing as you are, and yet we are created to be in community. We all have unique gifts and talents. God wants us to be working in connection, in collaboration with others so that we lean into other people's strengths. Why would your health and fitness be any different? Maybe you would eventually get there on your own, but knowing that when you invest in yourself, in coaching, in mentorship, in the right Um, accountability, you get to go further faster. And I will tell you, I still to this day, 20 years in, period, I invested, I've heavily invested in coaching over the last decade, 
But even when it comes to my own health and well-being, I still invest in myself for that next goal or that next iteration. Um, I'm with the coach right now because despite having multiple nutrition certifications, multiple training um, uh, certifications as well, I know that investing in a coach that I know is going to has experiential knowledge of their own, has helped other people create the success that I want to achieve, then I know that I'm going to have that collaboration. I know I have that accountability. I know I'm going to be more diligent. I know there's so many reasons that it allows us to get to the, re- the next result that we're looking for or be on that journey and get there faster, right? It's like that, what is that pass for Disneyland? right? Where you get to cut the line, right? It doesn't get done for you. It gets done with you so that you get there faster. So understanding these lies and understanding that they don't need to be your truth unless you choose them. That is the first step. The next step is knowing your next best step. What is going to work for you specifically based on your unique circumstances based on your lifestyle, your likes, your dislikes, knowing what that next step is or knowing what that is, is your best next step, right? As I explained before, many of the women that I get to work with are ambitious Christian women who have created amazing success within business, within careers, within their families. And yet prior to working together, they secretly battled with food, feeling uncomfortable in their body, and no matter how great of impact they've had to date, they still were going to bed at night, beating themselves up over food choices, and did they get enough done that day? One of my clients had shared that every night she would repeat that cycle for years until we understood how to create the breakthroughs for her too. She was highly successful in multiple industries, and yet secretly going to bed at night, beating herself up over the food choices from that day and how can I have all of this success over here and not create it in my own physical well-being. So then of course, when you go to bed every night with that stinking thinking, or maybe for you it's not every night, but you get the gist, you get the jive. If you carry that stinking thinking, it silently stunts your confidence and then your ability to fully embody the, embody the abundance that God wants for you. And it's not for lack of trying. The women that I've worked with, just like we talked about before, would tell you that they've tried everything, whether it be keto, pills, uh, shots, doctor approved, quote unquote, products and systems. I've worked with so many clients that have gone through the pain of weight loss surgery and yet they'd lose the weight But sooner or later, they'd gain it back and this cycle continues year after year until, for my clients, it stopped when they decided to stand for themselves and get help learning how to go from food frustrations to food freedom, learning how to go from emotional eating to empowered eating, learning how to go from that cycle of self-care setbacks, you're on track with all the things for a period of time and then something happens and you stop the habits so then the weight starts coming back. So learning how to go from those self-care setbacks to creating sustainable weight loss and health longevity. And if you want that to be for you as well, 
then comment Kingdom Fit below, send me a DM, and tell and send me a DM, say Kingdom Fit, make sure I don't miss it. Send me a DM saying Kingdom Fit, comment done below, and we'll connect for a breakthrough call. It's a really simple, I'm not a pressure person. One of my mentors, I love his expression, so I'm gonna borrow it, but it's, he says, if I have to pull you in, I have to pull you through, and I'm not about that. So let's connect and define what is your next best step? And then, yeah, if we decide that part of that might be the Kingdom Fit Weight Loss Program, then we'll talk about that too. Fair enough? All right. I love to hear from you below. Tell me what stood out for you and what action you're going to take for yourself today, this week. Bye for now.